This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, October the 4th, and a woman has been filmed pleading with Insulate Britain protesters to unblock a road so she could get to see her sick mum in hospital in Canterbury. That footage was obtained by LBC and shared on social media. For the fourth week in a row, campaigners have blocked roads, this time major routes in the capital. And it comes just a day after another injunction was granted to try and prevent them. Earlier, demonstrations took place at Hanger Lane and Arnos Grove, as well as on Wandsworth Bridge. And this was the scene at the Blackwall Tunnel. There had again glued their hands to the tarmac. Yesterday, the government announced those who block traffic could face up to six months in prison or an unlimited fine following disruption on the M25 in Kent and also at the port of Dover. But that hasn't deterred Paul, who's been campaigning for weeks. This is all they seem to listen to. They we find everything else. It does really pain me that the, the level of disruption we've had to cause to just get this. To, to get this message across, but it's an absolutely essential message and for, for, our, for ourselves and our future. You can see footage from today's protests at Kent Online and on our socials. You can also click on the link to find out what Insulate Britain are trying to achieve. Well, lots of you are having a say about their ongoing campaign in the comments section of the story today. Kent Voice of Reason has written, their cause is a reasonable one, but their methods are misdirected and win over few converts. They alienate people who may find the cause itself to be worthy. That said, it is disgusting that so many people glorify the use of extreme violence against peaceful if disruptive protesters. Let the police do their jobs, which involve balancing the rights to protest and those of the general public. User 1000 has added, I would like to express my utter disgust and disrespect for this mob. Hope they're shut down soon, idiots, risking people's lives as well as their own. People have lost the support for this. I think I can say enough of them now. Get rid. And Canterbury 12345 finally has added, what selfish evil monsters for not letting the woman through so she could be with her mum. If they don't care about their fellow humans, how can they truly say they care about the planet? It's time this ended. Well, we'd like to know your thoughts. You can, of course, add your comment to the story at Kent Online. Plus, you can send us a message via our socials or you can email us news at the UK. Kent Online News. A Maidstone man's been jailed for 12 years after admitting abusing children. The 55-year-old was arrested at Gatwick Airport after trying to book flights to Portugal. He committed 12 offences and will serve another five years on licence when he's released from prison. Sadly, some very serious crashes to update you on and there have been very long queues on the approach to the Dartford Tunnel today after a crash involving a lorry, van and motorbike. It happened in the right-hand tunnel just before half nine this morning. At one stage, it was taking around 90 minutes to get through the queues, which was stretching back along the M25 and down the A2. You can follow our travel 
blog for updates on this one. A motorcyclist in his 60s has died following a crash in Thanet. Police were called to the coastbound carriageway of the A299 near St Nicholas at Wade yesterday afternoon. Meantime, a cyclist is in a serious condition after being hit by a car on the A28 near the same village. They were flown to a London hospital after it happened this morning. And a man in his 20s has died after being hit by a car near Canterbury. It happened on the coastbound carriageway of the A2 just before midnight on Saturday. The country's most senior police officer says she won't be quitting and is determined to root out sexism from the Metropolitan Force after the killing of Sarah Everard. Dame Cressida Dick has faced demands to step down after serving officer Wayne Cousins from Deal was jailed for rape and murder. Vice Chair of the Conservative Party for Women, Nikki Aiken, says sexism is an issue the whole of society needs to think about. I was going off to do a meeting and this guy started saying how lovely I looked and asking me if I was single. And it was a bit of a reminder to me that it's all got to be taken seriously and the the buck stops with all of us. 48-year-old Cousins was given a whole life sentence last week. It's understood asylum seekers who crossed the Channel to Kent could soon be flown to Albania for processing. Record numbers of people have risked their lives making the dangerous journey to the county in small boats this year. Well, now reports suggest the government is considering putting refugees on a 1,500-mile flight to be detained abroad while their claims are being handled by UK authorities. A group of anti-vaxxers have targeted the Kent home of TV medic Dr Hilary Jones. They gathered outside his property in Edenbridge with banners and megaphones phones over the weekend. It's not known whether the 68-year-old was there at the time. As the army starts to deliver fuel in Kent, it's been suggested young people in the county should be encouraged to take up jobs as lorry drivers to help solve the national shortage. As you well know by now, it's led to long queues at petrol stations as there aren't enough truckers to deliver supplies. Well, council bosses are urging young people to consider it as a career, as figures show youth unemployment has nearly doubled during the pandemic. You're pretty split on this one, actually, because we asked a poll in the story. If you thought it was a good idea or not, 52% of you said yes, while 58% said no. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. There are fears about a big increase in traffic if plans for 800 new homes just outside Canterbury are given the go-ahead. Developers want to build on a stretch of land north of Hurston. It comes after another 690 properties were already approved on the other side of the A28. A new business centre, primary school and community building could also have been set up. Meantime, a protest is expected to take place in Maidstone later, ahead of a crucial meeting about a controversial housing development. There are plans for 2,000 homes and a link road to the M2 at the new Lidzing Garden Village. And over the weekend, those against a huge theme park being built on land in North Kent gathered at the site to oppose it. The proposed £2.5 billion London resort will be built on 465 hectares of land on the Swanscombe Peninsula. But campaigners say the area is vital to wildlife. Matt Shardlow is the chief executive of Bug Life. There's over 50 red data book species here and 250 species of conservation concern. The site's been designated an SSSI, so it's been recognised by the government as being of national significance for this biodiversity. We're in the middle of a biodiversity crisis and everyone here has turned up to make the point that this site cannot be destroyed and turned into a funfair. And um, 
the people behind the project have suggested there is some way of improving um, habitat. Um, what do you, how do you take those those claims? Uh, well, uh, I mean, it's it, it I mean, it's, it's barely even greenwashing, is it? I mean, they're building on top of, of, of an SSSI. They'd be destroying a hundred hectares of SSSI. I mean, that's pretty unprecedented in, in modern times. You know, we're trying to trying to find space to live alongside nature. Um, the, the unprecedented sort of level of destruction of, of really important habitats. They can't show that they're going to restore these habitats. Their plans at the moment do not recreate the sorts of high priority specialised habitats that these endangered species are dependent upon. Uh, so yeah I mean it, it, they will say all sorts of things but it's it's not true and, and no credible ecologist uh, out there believes what they're saying in terms of trying to restore or recreate you know this unique and, and valuable habitat elsewhere. I mean stuff will not just of things like the distinguished jumping spider where it's one of only two sites in the country where that rare species occurs but you know the, the black mining bee lives here, scarce black mining bee uh, also bigger things like the marsh harriers and the bitterns and all the other sort of birds that live here. I mean it's a, it's a fantastic mix of habitats and, and impossible really to recreate elsewhere. Kent Online reports. A restaurant in Maidstone that was badly damaged by a huge fire is reopening today. Moo Moo was almost completely destroyed when the blaze broke out in the town centre in July. You may well remember seeing photos at the time or hearing about it on one of our podcasts. Well now, owner Kieran O'Quigley says they've salvaged as much as they can and has given us a guided tour. Everything was kind of fire damaged and water damaged but as you come through you can see that we've managed to kind of restore as much of Moo Moo's as we possibly have been able to do. We've saved our fabric. We had to take this back to London to be restored uh, on both sides. Uh, we lost uh, lots of lights and lots of chandeliers, but we went to Paris and got some, some nice Parisian uh, chandeliers again. And then as you come into the main part of the restaurant, uh, we put a new oak floor down. As I say, we lost some things along the way, but we gained our statues and the, the thing that gives us a little bit of je ne sais quoi here at Moumou's, um, we managed to we managed to save our artwork. We, 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 we have a, an artist who's designed in New York. Sorry, he designs in New York. His name is Slasky. He's fantastic. So he does a lot of artwork for us. So we were really pleased. So the restaurant will open today. We're back open seven days a week. And the most exciting news for us is that the bottomless brunches uh, are now back on track as we are kind of like one of the most popular places in the south of England for the bottomless brunches and Bitchy Bingo. So as of this weekend, now that our kitchen's opened, it's, uh, it's all back on track now. And now taking for Christmas booking. So this is part two of the third and fourth stage of, uh, of Moo Moo's reopening. You can also see pictures and video from inside the building at Kent Online. Parents in Medway say they're being forced to drive their children to school because buses are constantly full. Some pupils using the Grain to Chatham My9 service have been unable to board the vehicle with 39 kids on the waiting list. Medway's head of transport says they understand frustrations, but it's not currently possible to subsidise another bus on the route. Today marks 10 years since the new Marlow Theatre opened in Canterbury. £25 million was spent rebuilding the site which was originally converted from an Odeon cinema back in the 1930s. At Kent Online you can read about the history of the building and some of the big shows they've got coming up. 
Disabled children at a school in Maidstone are set to benefit thanks to a £1 million hydrotherapy pool. It's been officially opened at Five Acre Wood following years of fundraising. Well, the school is for pupils with severe and complex learning difficulties from the age of three to 19. Alex Meaders is the school fundraiser. So we have about um, probably 60 to 80 pupils in the school who will make use of this pool very, very regularly. Uh, we would also hope that other pupils in the school, we've got 750 pupils in total, um, so we'll hope that a lot more than 60 to 80 uh, will make use of it, but it is that real core number that will make the best, the best, the best use of it. And what a difference will it make? Oh, hydrotherapy just makes every single difference to these students. Um, a lot of them might be in wheelchairs all the time, perhaps flat wheelchairs or sitting wheelchairs. They can get a lot of muscle wastage, so it helps build up the strength in their muscles. Um, it is fun for a lot of them, which is really nice. You see their faces light up. Um, they can be independent. If you're pushed around in a wheelchair all day and you can't do anything yourself, to actually be in a water and be able to propel yourself is a really exciting, liberating feeling for them. This is pretty incredible. A pensioner has spotted an historic photo of his grandfather after visiting a Titanic display in Hearn Bay. Sydney Hearn visited the exhibition on the seafront when he noticed the photograph on the promotional material at the entrance. His granddad had boarded the Titanic back in 1912 but died during the famous disaster just four days into the voyage. And Bake Off judge Paul Hollywood is going on a nationwide tour next year. He'll do live cookery shows on 18 dates starting in Oxford in October 2022. The baker who lives in Kent will appear before the audience in a fully equipped kitchen. Kent Online Sport. Football and not a good weekend for Gillingham as they lost 2-0 to Wigan Athletic. The Jills conceded both goals to the League One leaders in the second half at Priestfield on Saturday. The result leaves them 18th in the table and just two points above the relegation zone. Here's assistant manager Paul Rayner. They're always going to have uh, dominate possession to a large degree. That's how they play. Uh, but we thought we caused them problems and, you know, we probably didn't, in you know, in reality cause them enough problems with the ball. Um, but really at nil-nil, they weren't over really creating too many chances. So, you know, we sort of gift them. We gift them the first goal, which is disappointing. Then we give them something, gives them a lift. And the second goal is disappointing as well. We, we didn't track runners. We got done in the wide areas. And uh, for a right back to, to be unchallenged at the far post in the six-yard box is very disappointing. That's somebody not doing their job, not tracking back. We even spoke about it at half-time because of the way, uh, the shape we uh, we played. We were always going to be a, a little bit narrower at times and we would offer them a little bit of space in the wide areas. Uh, and, and it was important that we track their full-backs all the way in from our wide players. But um, we mentioned it at half-time. But uh, obviously pe- people didn't heed that and we got punished for it. And, and it was the same with the second goal. You know, that's the harsh realities of, uh, that's the other side of the game, you know. And the Jills are back in action tomorrow night as they welcome Ipswich Town to Priestfield, this time in the EFL Trophy. Kat Driscoll has announced her retirement from gymnastics. The two-time Olympian from Chatham was part of Team GB at the Games in Rio and London. She competed on the trampoline and reached world number one after going pro in 2010. And a Kent man's got the Guinness World Record for the fastest marathon dressed as a heavy-duty vehicle. Phil Sweetman from High Holden wore a tractor costume while running the London Marathon yesterday. He did it in four hours, 50 minutes and raised more than £3,000 for charity. Huge congratulations to Phil. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. 
This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.